kids. All right, guys. Hey, my name is Dr. Sharna Wolverton Sihan. So excited to be here to discuss something extremely cool and new and different. Well, to me anyway, mysterious primary waters. I had to ask and Google and check in and see what this was about because this is a near and dear topic for my friend Jenny Constantine, uh, who is our guest today. And so before I get started, welcome to the show, everybody. If you haven't been with us, please hit the subscribe button. And uh, if you're interested in being a member, you can also get information in the link here below on how to do that. We have a lot of giveaways. Um, we do some great extra content and we also have monthly meetings with our team, with our group, with our members. Um, it's just a way for us to get to know everybody and have some fun. Um, you can also go to swiftfire.org or Dr. Charnell and get on my newsletter. There's a lot of things coming up that I think you guys would be interested in. And, um, so yeah, check that out. And hi, Craig Walker. What's up? Hi. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> you accepting me as your co-host. Yeah, like I say, I've been following Jenny on social media for quite a while. Um, so I sort of said I would really like to get her on and talk about whatever she is on her heart at the moment. And she brought up this topic of the primary waters. I was like, the what? what? Um, and so <laughs> I've been doing some 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 googling myself, and this is this is a really really massive topic. Like it's huge. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, it's like water. I mean, like water is life, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to delve into it and, and to hear what you've got to say and we'll, we'll flow with it. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, like your background. How did you find out about these waters? Like, sure. give us a scoop. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I thought I was having issues with the storm, but unless she's literally just stopped and she's still recording. Yay. Well, there's let's see if she gets back here a second. Also, while we're here, thank you, Christine Ballard, for becoming a new member. How you doing, Kathy? One of our members is joining us. Let me see. All right, Jenny. Let me refresh and see if that helps. Oh, she might be stuck. <laughs> hey, Rhonda, happy to see you as well. Thank you for your support. Yeah, um, by the way, while we're waiting for her, if you guys haven't seen, um, Craig did a really good interview with Paul Keith Davis, and I haven't watched all of it. I've watched about 90% of it. And it's so it was an hour and 45 minutes. So <laughs> yes, yes. Paul Keith is amazing. I traveled with him for years. He's an awesome man of integrity. Love him and his wife so much. And it was a really good interview. I don't know if there's a way, maybe we can upload it to the channel or something um, or for the members or I don't know. We'll figure out maybe there's a way we can get it to you guys um it's it's also on his, if you go to his facebook you can go there he has it listed um for rumble if you guys want to check that out too but yeah, um, i had to go to rumble not doing this youtube nonsense <laughs> yeah yeah so well and also we love all you guys at youtube just saying um nothing mean about all y'all oh, it's the company the company like i say right. i knew there was going to be things said that um just wouldn't probably wouldn't get past uh, censorship so i chose rumble so yeah that's, that's that <laughs> yes 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 so someone's saying how do i see the interview i just joined i can only see the chat um if you are on go back in christine and you should be able to see this live um while we're waiting for 
um, Jenny to come back. We have a couple of guests that I think are going to be really excited. Um, we have Barbara Lamb is going to be coming back with us. Um, she did contact me back, Craig, and so she we're going to do that this afternoon. Excellent. Um, and we're actually going to talk about something sp really specific. Um, we're going to talk about with her the the overwhelming amount of people that she has had come to her who have had um, abductions and then got pregnant. And then they, they, whoever they are, abduct again and take the baby for hybrids. Um, whatever that means. Um, I actually I saw a mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I saw a documentary on it. That's how I found Barbara in the first place is there was a documentary on Netflix. Um, I want to say it's called Seating or Seated or something like that. Oh. Jenny just texted. She said her internet is completely out. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, let me see. Um, can you do phone? We might have to do this later. Um, hey, Heather. How's it going? <laughs> and Lakeside Laura, what's up? Hey, Matthew. Good to see you. Oh, there she's back. She's back. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> I refuse to be held down by the powers because I'm this does, that doesn't happen, you know. Right. I do. I and I haven't talked about the primary waters in a hot minute, and this does seem to be a buzzword, kind of like the jabby jab and mm -hmm. all those things. That it's and the reason being is because there's an awful lot of money and energy invested into the notion of monopolizing water and future wars will be fought over water unless uh, we can utilize this this precious information which i i provided you guys with the primary waters institute primarywaterinstitute.org website i encourage everybody watching to just visit that website they have a free downloadable magazine with all of this information it's like it's just all encompassing they've been at this for a long time but they have been met with resistance at every turn because this the implications of this are just so grand i mean how many millions and millions of of lives are lost every year due to lack of clean water lack of water full stop um and so it's also relatively apparently it's relatively inexpensive to create the the mechanisms the technology necessary to draw this water find where the, that water is coming up to the surface and and produce all of this this water for people so i'm certainly not the expert i'm just a student um and how i got into this and notice i just jump right into into it because i'm trying to <laughs> So for those two watching, you said to draw the water up and out. For those who don't know what you're talking about, explain what the primary waters is. Like, okay. So, and I had to take notes because like full disclosure, you guys, like I'm not a geochemist. I'm not a physicist. I am a tarot card reader and I've always followed my intuition. And so the last week of December, 2022, I had a vision, what I call a vision. Um, two 
uniformed military personnel. They didn't look like uh, military, uh, like Army or Marine Corps. They didn't look like anything distinguishable that we would recognize on the surface. Um, but this, these two, they looked like officers to me, just judging by the way that they were composed, the way that they were carrying themselves. And they asked me to sit down and I wouldn't sit down. <laughs> they said, please sit. I said, no, I'll stand. Um, <laughs> but they kind of wore me down. Right. So I think that was kind of just a control thing. Um, but they, you know, they sat me down and they explained to me that in the coming months, the uh the waters people were going to start reflecting what they called the true sky and that there were mechanisms that were in the atmosphere that existed in the atmosphere that shielded uh human sight of the true sky and the true sky is a term that they used to describe uh, my understanding is what you know the actual what it really looks like up there um, and then since then, you know, we've we've experienced all these there's fires, there's all of this, you know, and there's all the stuff that they're spraying. One can only imagine that this is done in part to shield humans view of the true sky. Um, but they the, the overall message that I received from them was less of a warning and more of a pay attention because the waters beneath our feet and the waters also that are inside of our bodies were going to begin to reflect the true sky regardless of what kind of interference or uh, malevolent technology was uh, seeking to hinder that reflection and the implications of that reflection. What exactly does that mean? Well, I don't know, but uh, it led me to the primary waters. And what the primary waters was, that is, that is a term coined by a geochemist from many, many decades ago to describe waters within the earth that have not been born yet. And so basically 500 kilometers below the surface, there is this massively, almost unquantifiable amount of water um, because the earth herself is producing water. And so the idea then of, of uh, a surface population suffering from lack of water resources or lack of clean water is absolutely asinine. So, um, and, and obviously we know there's big money in oil, there's big money in monopolizing water um, and what these sort of these sewage treatment plants, water treatment plants, what that does is that affords government entities the ability not only to monetize water systems when it should be free, um, but it also allows them a very important sort of gatekeeping uh, apparatus that allows them to tamper with our water. They, they put chemicals in it. They, God knows what they do with it. And there is just absolutely no reason that we are using recycled treated water when there is massive amounts of water being born every moment throughout the day forever. Um, so I would just I would just send everybody over to do their own digging on this and you know, I, I think I became quite disenfranchised with the political dog and pony show. I'd spent the last few years since um, since Trump's election or Trump's presidency, rather, sort of, you know, delving into politics, exopolitics, um, and, you know, went through all that. And I, I just became disenfranchised with the he said, she said, and the subpoenas and this guy and that guy. And to me, it felt like a whole bunch of white noise. And it was around that time when I surrendered my need for uh, sort of what felt like control to try to 
know the next and the next thing faster than anybody else and to keep up with the details it was like this is this isn't where the work is coming in and i knew that and it was around that time that i had this experience what i call a visitation um, from what i feel are some kind of allied forces that work with um humanity and um and that's that's what I got, and that's why I'm here. So whenever anybody is like, "Hey, do you want to collaborate here?" Recently, all I really feel guided to do is to share information about the primary waters, just to get it out there and plant seeds. So that's that's what this is about, y'all. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I think Craig and I feel you, and probably a lot of people watching. As far as the getting over that he said, she said, and, you know, having to be in the first person to post whatever about all the stuff. And, um, we've kind of got over it a while back and decided we were going to use our channel just to help people, um, be able to improve or develop themselves and take their authority back and whatever it was, whether it was mindset, health, you know, to kind of control the things that we can control instead of, trying to figure out everything behind the scenes and not really be able to do anything about it anyway, you know, um, plus it did take my channel down. So I lost all my, like wow. what, 25,000 people or something and still trying to reboot that. But uh, we, we get that. Yes. Yeah. But I will say talking about the water and the earth, I don't know if anyone's noticed, but the Schumann resonance has like done a whiteout and a blackout per week. Wait, I'm sorry, not per week. We're only in half a month now. Five times it had a whiteout and a blackout within the same day um, within this month already. And my thought was it was kind of all around a certain person who got indicted. And last time there was talk about that, we had similar response on the earth. And this has happened a few times. I don't know how that affects water, but I know this water for sure. And a lot, not mine personally, but I mean, bodies, people's bodies. And it made me wonder which comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because like if the earth is responding to the people freaking out by a social engineered show, pony show, like you said, um, and then that causes us to our water to respond and, or maybe even the waters of the earth to respond, which causes the earth as a collective to rise up in frequency which then has a response back to us again you know what i mean like what are your guys thoughts on that okay oh <laughs> yeah well for me personally um like you said i had to get my head out of a lot of stuff because not only was it um really disempowering um but it was um a distra distracting and some people are still at it and that's fine for them and I'm not disagreeing with them in any way, shape or form, because I think there was a lot going on behind the scenes that, um, you know, we don't know about. I think we're definitely on a positive timeline for sure. Um, it's just what matters to my daily life here and now. And something like this that Jenny's bringing to the table is um, affects every one of us right here, right now. Um, <clears throat> and um, like I say, I mean, every time I... I quote, I, I said 80%, our bodies are 80% water the other day. Somebody said 90%. Somebody said, more. I, I don't know what it is, whatever it is. We are water, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, th there's no secret that they are tampering with our water in our bodies and the water that we drink. Um, 
you know, we, we need to drink a heck of a lot of water to stay healthy. Um, and water makes coffee. I mean, you know, it's, a, it's good stuff. <laughs> um, and tea. Yeah, and tea, yeah. But the point is, for me, um, you know, I just I just really want to delve sort of as much as we can, Jenny, with what you know. And I mean, again, we're not saying we're experts or anything like that, but just to have the conversation, because clearly they don't want us to have this conversation. Uh -huh. And so that makes me think we're going to have this conversation. Um, well, go on, yeah. I, I tend to, I think if we were to look historically at the activity of water, it does what it wants to do. And there isn't too much that people have been able to do about it. I mean, we can create dams, but if you look around the world, just within this past six months, there have been major dam breakages because the water is responding. And um, being a tarot reader, um, I consult with the cards to try to generate reflections of the situation as it is right now, and then maybe what we can expect to happen given that those energies remain the same. Um, and what the cards concluded, what I was able to interpret was that we were going to recognize uh, the behavior of water as, as, as doing things that we didn't think water could do or that water has not been observed doing, at least within our recorded history or history that we've been allowed to record and remember. So um, if, if you're to look at like, for example, water news, I don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's a website, but if you were to look at, um, you know, water events that are taking place all around the world, whether it be dams flooding, water popping up in places that they haven't seen it before, um, lakes that appear and disappear at what appears to be their own will, these sorts of things are going to pick up in frequency and they're going to very much affect the observers because it's like you said, we are the water, the water is us. And so the, the implications of this movement movement, these things, these behaviors that we haven't seen before, they, they imply that the waters within us are going to start behaving in ways we haven't seen before, ways that we don't remember necessarily do yet again to synthetic interference, such as the, the mechanisms in the sky that are shielding our vision of, of what these, these personnel describe as the true sky. Um, and to answer your question from before, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Who is responding? Are we responding to the earth? Is she responding to us? I believe that it is in its, in its purest essence, a mirror reflection. Um, and it's a co-creation as well. So it's, I, I tend to think that it, it really is both. Like it really is like both, like she's going to, and I say she, the earth, um, this, this doctor here, he talks about the monoatomic cycle. And I had to make notes because there's just too much to remember. And again, I'm not a geophysicist. Um, I have a high school education, you know what I mean? Um, an American high school education. So that's like nothing. Um, but he talks about the monoatomic cycle being applicable to all cycles of life and death um anywhere so they're saying he's saying that things like oil um water and metal all undergo the same process of birth from inside the earth so this dispels the idea of war for oil war for water and that's why i'm thinking like if we could just empower 
like or sort of disempower the the forces that are monopolizing monetizing all of this and just kind of revert to a, to and see what happens when we allow the water to do what it wants to do both within the earth and also like within our own bodies i really think that that has the power to change everything you know and and this information you know a couple um uh, interviews that i sent you that i think are so imperative and if you could if you guys could view those interviews they're they're very old you know you have to watch them a few times um but you know they have like maybe fourteen thousand views and it's like this information is absolutely paradigm changing um why does it only have fourteen thousand people why are is nobody talking about this because this i feel that this is so key i feel this is so instrumental and and i see you know myself uh, I'll use myself as, as an example. I kind of felt like I've been chasing my own tail, um, getting super sucked into the right versus left paradigm politically just within the last few years. And I give lots of merit and credence to the efforts of those of us on the right that are, you know, championing common sense policies. Like don't talk to the kids about sex, you know, don't prey on kids, don't be a moron, you know, common sense stuff. But I, I had to back away from the political stuff because I really felt like this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't for me. I can't chase my tail anymore. Um, and then it all comes up. Like it's all about the water and the activity of the water and these changes that are going to continue to occur. So yeah, it's really exciting. I'm excited about it. It just came to me then just to, just to, throw this out there that there is a certain uh, 17th letter of the alphabet that did say what's the waters <laughs> yes that's true and, and watch the water and you know water is uh you know arguably it is someone has said this someone in the community many years ago um water is the physical manifestation of consciousness on planet earth and that makes so much sense right mm -hmm. so we see water behaving here in ways uh, that we've never seen before, that really is a signal that we are also, you know, those of us in alliance with, you know, the earth, the earth network, the natural earth network, we too are going to start to behave and bend and, and, and expand and move in ways that are all new to us, you know, in, in indicative of a type of evolution going on for lack of a better term. I don't love the term ascension because I think it's gotten kicked around a little bit too much. And, mm -hmm. um, but I, I know what it means when people say ascension, but I don't know that everybody else really receives it well anymore. Kind of like twin flame or soulmate <laughs> or something like that. It's just kind of diluted. Right. Um, yeah. I was just thinking then, so something that's coming through my head, I'd like to get your perspective on is, um, Obviously, like I say, we are majority made of water. Um, you know, our, certainly our bodies are. Um, man, how do you word this? Because this is a really, really deep, deep topic. And again, it's, it's kind of just getting with the flow. How many words do we use that are water related, like deep flow? Anyway, um, you know, I mean, going back to, I mean, there's been a huge um, thing come out about that we are under maritime law. Um, mm. You know, um, and that it's actually a, almost like a it's a fake legal system i don't know if you have any insight on that whatsoever but you want to think I, about think, it? I, I think she does <laughs> i love i love watching people i love the the wheels turning it's this it's this yeah. glorious moment in time 
that they were, we're on this, it's kind of like, almost like a, a pseudo-legal system that is all based on the waters. Huh. Um, I don't know if anybody's got any further input on that. Sean, it looks like you get the download. <laughs> no, I'm just, I that is so amazing and interesting, and I never thought about that before, and mm. that makes a lot of sense. Um, well, just within the last 12 months, and I can get you a specific date, but very recently, um, a whole... Uh, process ensued from start to finish where they redefined, they redefined on paper uh, what what defines the navigable waters of the United States. They completely redefined what they what that meant in uh, the first time since the seventies. They touched that verbiage and they changed it. And I wonder why that is. And I tend to think that this has to do with the Space Force. I tend to think, to get really crazy, I think that this has to do with an interplanetary or interdimensional border security system that is coming online. And the waters are so imperative to the function of those barriers. And, and other elements come into play. You know, we have the electric principle or the fire element as well, the earth element and the air element, certainly, which is the highway through which all of these elements travel. Um, and so, you know, we're kind of hitting all those things. But for me personally, I think 2023 is like the year of water for me. Maybe fire will be next year and air the year after that. But I'm just really um, feeling guided to to move uh, with where the, you know, the energy of the waters are taking me. And I think that that may have something to do with the financial uh, events um, taking place in the financial system this year in particular, notice terminology like banks and, and, you know, these are, these are all terms used, um, when we're talking about money or the currency, right? But why do we use terminology that we use to describe maritime operations, you know, banks and, and, uh, currency, there's a bunch more, but they use that because there's some kind of, there, there's, I don't know exactly what it is. <laughs> there is some kind of like Babylonian money magic spell that was started a long, long time ago. And I think that we're, that, that spell is being broken like right now in real time. And then the waters are going to show us exactly what that means. That, that, sorry, John, I'll tell me to jump in there. Uh, but that really encourages me because something I've felt even since being a, a, a child, when I say a child, maybe, you know, when, when, the concept of having to work for money came into my yeah. consciousness. It never sat right. It was like, I have to go out and do something I don't particularly want to do just to live, to make this fake thing. It's always been a weird concept to me, like, this is this is rubbish, you know. And I think <clears throat> what's coming out certainly over the past several years, maybe since 2016-ish for me, <clears throat> is that the, um, like I said, the whole legal system, that the whole, uh, which is the economy and the legal system are completely intertwined with each other. This is why they fine you with money um, when, you know, when you're convicted of something and you're convicted in the dock, by the way, when you, when you go to court, which is another a maritime phrase. Um, I, I just don't know if you've any insight into this whatsoever. Like you say, so, so are we saying then that it's kind of like there's a, do you think, the waters of the planet contain a frequency or a consciousness, which which is, I don't want to say controlling us, but but it affects us in a, on a vibrational level. And they know this. When I say they, I'm talking about the powers that were, the powers that are now wrestling with and are being taken down, I believe. Um, and we're kind of taking back the power of the water. 
is, is that kind of where we're going? Is that what we're saying? Well, yeah, I think so. And and to take that even further, you know, these guys, um, Dr. Stephen Reese, and then there's another guy, Walter. Uh, well, nice. Yes, um, they are saying, and it's not even just them. It's like it's the real science that they're not teaching people. It's like it's the most, it's wildly sophisticated. And yet when you really break it down, there's such a simplicity to it because that's, the beauty of life is that it's complex and yet it's simple and it it uh, sort of can respawn itself anywhere. But th what they're saying is that th all elements, including uh, uh, silver, gold, all elements undergo the same uh, sort of the monoatomic cycle, which is, is, is um, stages of compression heat and intensity and and what they're proposing is that different elements including things like silver and gold are and and granite which is very hard stone um are are literally phases of water configurations they're saying that granite is considered is frozen water you know silver which is something that occurs naturally, silver and gold, right? So silver has its correlation to lunar properties. Gold has its correlation to solar properties. These are currencies that are very synergistic um, and complementary to human life because human uh, gold, we have gold particles that clump up specifically around the heart. And, and, you know, this, this isn't pseudoscience, this is real science. And so, you know, Part of the reason I think that this came to me when it did, the past few years I've been working with a man named Bix Weir, who some of you may know, some of your listeners may know who he is, but he's an ex-banker. Uh, ex he was a financier for decades and he figured out what they were doing and then spent the rest, you know, many decades of his life trying to uh, um, alert people to the rigging, specifically the, the rigging of the silver market. So my work with him, I never took any interest in the economy. I think it's so boring. It's a snooze fest. Like, please, like anything but that, anything but that. But working with him, I got pulled into this world that I really did need to be educated on. Um, so I, under I started to learn about the banking system. I started to learn about the parasitic nature of it. Um, but because I'm a reader and I'm an intuitive, I started to get information about the consciousness of silver. So silver, like, like this, like silver, actual silver. And what I found was over the course of working with the energy of silver is that it has a sentience to it. It has almost an intelligence, but it's not like an intelligence like you or me where it'll joke with you. What I came to discover is that because humans and silver and gold as well, for that matter, have such a syn synergistic symbiotic um, relationship to one another that the consciousness of silver and the observe the observation of human beings were coming together to create a personification and that personification I call the silver knights and they literally presented the themselves to me as a band of cavalry so men on horses but they were they were made completely of some kind of silver alloy 
And they are, to me, they're real because they've been guiding me this whole time, trying to explain to me that the economic system in and of itself, as it falls, silver and gold and other metals that I don't think we talk about enough, um, they will sort of take their rightful place within the natural ecosystem of the human experience here. Because silver and gold are just like water in, in terms of their... Uh, you know their their essence, their natural essence, and and the the system, the um, the process that they undergo. We undergo the same process as water and oil and silver and gold, and so that's why I think we're really coming into a uh, hopefully coming into a, an understanding of that. But what I found as well was that, and this is where things get really freaking weird. Um, <laughs> I know, I know that I know you guys do, so I feel real comfortable. Um, but what I was getting working with Bix, you know, a lot of people want to know the status of their silver. A lot of people have been stacking silver and gold for many, many years now because they knew they were so disillusioned, uh, disenfranchised with the banking system. They knew that true value was going to come in the form of, of silver, of gold, water, ammunition, <laughs> that sort of thing. So I've got a lot of people asking me, Jenny, when is the price of silver going to erupt? When is it going to be set free? And you know, I couldn't answer that question. What the hell do I know? You know what I mean? I'm just a card reader, you guys, right? But I surrender all that. I'm like, okay, you know, you know, I'll clutch my silver dagger here. And I'm like, tell me what I need to know, you know, in alliance with the highest good for all of humanity, for our descendants, for our ancestors, the whole thing, right? And what they told me, what silver told me was that it was only ever going to be allowed to reflect reflect what humans are reflecting to silver so when we talk about things like child trafficking like supranational and i mean interplanetary human trafficking and child trafficking what that does to what i call the human gpa or the human grade point average is it drags it down so far that silver being in its essence a reflective property a reflective mechanism if you will it was never going to be allowed to break free as long as the human collective was dragged so far down by this this activity here so if, you know if we were to eliminate that parasitic influence where they're either taking the kids or doing terrible things in darkness what will happen is we'll we'll wrestle our way back to this baseline uh level that was going to be brought about by the revelation of what they're doing right so it's all about information and what happens to collectives when they have enough information they have enough knowledge and then enough time passes where they can integrate it kind of like the hundred hundredth monkey experiment if you guys have heard about that so somebody a group of humans figure something out on one side of the planet but because we are an interconnected fabric of, of divinity and, and intelligent nature, they figure it out on the other side as well, instantly. So that it's the same thing. So the knowledge of the trafficking, the knowledge of the abuse, that in and of itself is enough to get our GPA, our human collective grade point average up to a place where we can reflect something to silver and it can reflect back to us. Ah, okay, you guys did the work. Thank you, silver knights are free. We can shit off now. <laughs> You know what I mean? We can move in and start slashing, you know, and it's not about violence. It's about energy. Yeah. So that's what, silver, that's what silver taught me. And I'm just excited to see what the waters 
teach me next. Yes. Well, um, I, we were talking what last week, whatever on the phone. And I was telling you that I already have Veda Austin. I think it's next week or the week after. Or, I love her. So if you guys haven't heard anything about her, she goes into what Craig was talking about or asking about, about the consciousness. And she has all, she's basically taking or taken um, Amoto's work, which I love. And, and actually he passed on Valentine's day. Isn't that interesting? The same day Bob Jones did, which yeah. again, love and consciousness. Um, but she has tons of photography um, for those of you who are not familiar with her on how that reflection happens and how water mirrors things, even including our faces or a leaf or whatever, like you just, she basically talks to the water and says, what do you think about the screen juice or, you know, whatever. And then she does flash photography and pro, you know, frozen um, little uh, glass um, Petri dishes and what have you. And, and then she watches the reflection and the reflections are like, what? But um, anyway, so I just thought this was so interesting how the synchronicities of us magnetizing you and Craig bringing you in. And then this is what you want to talk about. And I already had her scheduled. Um, um, but also I, I did put two of the links that you were talking about in here for people to, to look at and to follow and to, to kind of check out the primary waters and the one that you were talking about earlier. Um, I wanted to too mention gold. Um, I had never thought about the silver reflection or the silver frequency of that, but I had dived into the whole gold thing, pretty hardcore um, because I had a health issue that was pretty serious. Um, they would say deadly. Um, and for whatever reason, the day after my diagnosis, and this is years back, um, one of the first things that I heard when I woke up that morning was to go in my jewelry box, which was underneath, like in a closet, like I hadn't looked at this jewelry box and I don't know, a decade or two, three, I don't know, a long time. And to find this necklace, which I'm wearing still, um, that's not it, um, my name in gold. And to that actual point um, that day, I was not wearing gold at all. I hadn't worn gold in probably since the 80s, maybe, <laughs> and, uh, or early 90s. And um, But I felt to go put this necklace on. And I didn't even know the connection or why or what, but I, I, all the jewelry that I wear, everything is like on purpose, my, my clothes, like there's always a reason for something. And I, I don't want to be like OCD about it, but anyway, um, so I put it on and it wasn't maybe a month or so later, the person who gave me this necklace for my 18th birthday, who's my husband, um, came back into my life. He wasn't in my life at the time. Um, but what I heard about this was because that it was going to bring me back to who I am. <sighs> and I don't know what that even means exactly. Um, but I put it on and I had been, you know, my, my, my husband now, Brian, we were engaged for five years and we had a little recess, a 25 year recess. And during that time I had like, you know, 
looked for him, tried to get, you know, meet out with him or whatever. And, and it was just like radio silence for 25 years. And then when this put on through a series of events, all of a sudden it was like he could hear me. And I didn't even remember that he bought this. But when we met up for the first time, he was like, oh, you're wearing my, you know, wearing the necklace. And my response to him was like, oh, yeah, my mom bought it for me when I was in high school and la la la. And he had the memory of giving it to me on my 18th birthday. And I was just like, I don't I don't think so. And then later, like a month later, he sent me um, his journal where he had journaled, you know, Chanel's birth, birthday, 18th birthday, a dozen roses, gave her her necklace, da 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 da. Um, and what I really felt, I was like, what you, you, you know, I was like, what? And I really felt like there was not only the essence of me and this is my name, um, and who, who I am, whatever that looks like that shifted things for me in my field, but also gave him almost like a transmission of some kind, like, Hey, I'm over here. And he was able to like connect like his frequency was somehow on it. And so then I started looking into like the life of gold and the frequency of gold and the essence of it. And I didn't find the water um, component to that, which you're bringing in more pieces to that. Um, but even what you just did with the silver sword of like holding it and praying it, you know, whatever you just prayed and um, decreed or however you want to say it, like that is that's major. Like, I don't even know if I know if anything I'm saying is making sense. Um, oh, it is. I get it. You guys get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. So, but yes, it was like a bat signal to me. Like, well, uh, I'm, here, I'm over here. We can talk now. Do you hear me or something? You know, like, I don't know, but there's something alive to this. And, and I, my body healed and restored, not just because of the gold. I can't say it was the necklace, but, um, but just the, the whole occurrence of events and all the things I was doing. And there's a lot of other backstory. Occurred, didn't it? Like, yeah. It was like some sort of um, catalyst connecting point. And, but tell me what you were going to say. So I believe that silver and gold have uh, what could be described as an alchemical marriage. Um, as we oftentimes see in nature, there are just marriages between, you know, compounds, elements, creatures, ecosystems, they just work, you know, like male and female things just work. Those things just work positive and negative. And gold is one of the most conductive um, elements that we have or metals that we have rather. It conducts electricity at an enormous rate, which, you know, if we listen to ancient alien theorists, they took, you know, there's a whole wealth of information on uh, what motivated some races to uh, to harvest or, or rather mine for gold, right? Because of its properties of, of conductivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that conductivity. Uh, I am like, what? Oh my god, my mind just went like poof. That is what they were mining for. What the heck? I forgot about that. They're mining for gold because they need it to move through the waters and move through the spaces that get them from point A to point B to point C, so on and so forth, or that enable them to be at many places at the same time, um, which is really the goal, isn't it? But 
you know, that, that conductivity, the silver and the gold, that marriage together, I do believe what that, it, it almost operates, functions as a type of key to unlock possibly the mechanism of the human body and allows us to operate the Merkaba or whatever you'd like to call it, the light shift that, that uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad this is working because I sometimes feel like I'm crazy. I really do. Sometimes I'm like, I think we all do nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we need each other sometimes to, to soundboard. And it's like, yeah. you don't that's tell what me. Like, to do on this show. like you say, we just get on, we talk. That's, that's what it is. We have conversation and this is fantastic. This is amazing. What's but, going on there's a book. I'm trying to remember. I want to say like God spells or something. And there is a whole section about water and currency. And Terry's bringing this up about currency as flow and like gold and water again, like that seems to be, I'm going to have to find that book and um, put it up here or whatever. But yeah, I don't, I'm, I feel like I'm just like, wow, I don't even know where to. <laughs> well, this, all, this is stuff that takes a long time to process. Like I, I didn't, it took three years for this military uh, duo to visit with me. And I think that that's because it took that amount of time for me to mature and to have the bandwidth to even receive that information at the time that I did. And um, so this may take some time for everybody to process, but I would have everybody know that we, time is a little bit of the essence so just jump into it. And, and if there is something that you feel that you can do in your life that applies this information in some way, if you feel guided to study metallurgy or crystallography or the movement and behavior of water or, or the, um, you know, the, the magnetic and electric principles, which is actually the basis for what they call magic, what they have bastardized and used against us. It's actually the principles of the magnetic and, and electrical properties as they work together. And I, I just, you know, there's something, the primary waters, the waters that have yet to be born, I feel are so key. And I, I think in a way, whether we collectively pay attention to it or not, it's more like it just kind of helps expedite the situation and it makes our journey easier, more meaningful that we get to like be in on it. But I, I I'm under the impression that the waters are going to do what they're going to do regardless of what we choose to do next. It's more a matter of like bracing ourselves or going with the flow. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I have a question. Craig, were you going to say something? Nope. Nope. Go on. Crack on. Going, I know we just have like a second. We might have to have you back. Um, Please. What, yeah. Um, talk about the thing about shielding the sky or the real sky or what did you call it? The new sky? Or? The true sky. So that's not, you know, I mean, arguably that I did just like, you know, invent the whole thing. I don't know. It depends who you talk to. To me, in my world, in my reality, I was truly visited. I was genuinely visited visited by two people. And I call them people because they were they had skin and bones like me and you. You know? I, I've met loads of people who've had people that look like agents come to them in the ethereal. I, I've, I've heard it loads. Loads of people have it, so you're not on your own. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Matthew's here hey, from Matthew. Mission. Hey, he's, he's, uh, we're on the same coast here. There's a lot of, um, 
a lot of really awesome people found their way to Florida in the, in the past few years. And I do think that that has to do with uh, the, the possibility, the likelihood that there are remnants of Atlantis on the West Coast in the Gulf here. Um, and some of... What? Sorry, Atlantis has been on my mind the whole time. I was going to ask that before we finish. But carry on with what you're saying about the skies. We'll get there. Sorry, right? sorry. Okay, so the true sky was the term given to me by these two. It was a male and a female uh, military personnel. Um, and the mechanism that they were describing, apparently it has a type of shelf life or it, it, it cannot be there forever. You know, when it was originally created, it was at its strongest. And what this ancient death cult and their people have managed to do, and I say people loosely in that term, in that context, because who really knows what they are, um, what animates them rather. They do have some, they do have a physicality, but I believe that they've had to run exhaustive maintenance missions um, with these mechanisms in the sky. But due to changes, due to paradigm changing information, they are not at liberty to conduct those maintenance, those routine maintenance checks anymore. And what's happening is the mechanisms are weakening and they are breaking down. Those machines are breaking down in the sky. So what's happening, and I also propose that in part a function of the Chabby Jab was uh, an effort, uh, uh, an effort to uh, subdue the the a natural expansion of the spectrum of light that the human eyeball takes in. So kind of like when you see apparitions, you usually see them at the corner of your eye. That is because they are just outside your your typical modern human bandwidth. And I say modern human bandwidth. <laughs> Because there was a time when we were not tampered with. And I think a lot of us now remember a time when that spectrum of light was a lot wider. And which is why a lot of us have things like sight, sight and vision when, you know, the neighbor doesn't see what's right in front of them. You know what I mean? I shouldn't say that. Sometimes I don't see what's directly in front of me either. You know, where's the granola? It's literally right in front of you, mom. Um, but these these machines are breaking down and what the the this personnel told me was that the effects what happens the waters are changing inside us it the reflection of the waters above and and the reflection of the waters below was going to penetrate what is left of these mechanisms and that the only thing left was going to be what looks like a like almost like if you guys have have seen Harry Potter, um, the closest thing that I can like recall that it, it may start to look like is when the they're trying to break down this this uh, protective enchantment. It's like a bubble that they constructed around the school to protect it. But there were forces that were it was starting to kind of singe off and and fall. So I, and this is another reason why I think they're going to try to pull some weird blue beam stuff as a cover because they're like, Shh, it's breaking down, you know, aliens, you're up and it's going to be fake. It's not going to be real, you know, but the test is, is going to be trusting true inner sight. And I think depending on the, the integrity of the waters in your body, which I believe could be, could have been um, on a, on a very cellular, cellular level compromised by the jab, which would then inhibit that person from being able to get with the flow and, and sort of 
change alongside the earth herself, um, they're not going to be able to see it because that the jab managed to subdue that expansion of the spectrum of light. So they're stuck in, in, in a, a sort of Which, lock. And, well, and animals see that, see what we don't see. I you think know, they always do though. I think they always they're not um, under the spell for whatever reason, because I see my dog like literally look up at things and bark at things. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm Mind sure you that. see your dogs do stuff too. But what were you going to say about Atlantis? And then we got to, we got to get off here. Oh my word. I mean, yeah. Talk about kind of worms at the end. I have a habit of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just going to basically say like, as we've been talking things, a lot of things come into mind, like the, the, the biblical flood, um, which I believe is linked with with Atlantis, and um, you know the destruction that came. I have heard that there was that the Earth was covered with a canopy of water, um, and that you know that's and then that collapsed, which is what caused the flood. It flooded the Earth, and then obviously that's when rainbows occurred because it no longer had that canopy around it. Just basically any insight into that because I'm massively onto this sort of thing, wow. ancient civilizations at the minute. I mean, if you've got anything on that, I'd love to hear it. I don't. I'm that's that's something I'm gonna. I have to be honest. Oh, I hope I don't get crap for this. I've never read the Bible, um, and and I the Stop reason why I haven't. <laughs> I, the Christians, the people that call themselves Christians, have turned me off to the Bible for a long time. But just here recently, I have felt called to read it for myself as more of an observer. I'm not. I love Jesus. Okay, I'm cool with Jesus. Jesus is my my homeboy. You know what I mean? But I have a problem with with a lot of the self proclaimed self righteous Christians, as I think that they've just misinterpreted a lot. Yep. But you know, I feel like the the Bible's definitely talked about those waters. Thank you guys for having me on. This is so much it fun. Is, is I, you know what? Sometimes, because I actually come on the show because I just felt like you should be on the show. Didn't know what, you know, but this has been like mind-blowingly good. I mean, you've been on fire um, and water, I guess. Um, and water. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just just to summarize what I was trying to get at really is that, you know, I think there is there is so much to this. Yeah, someone's put it there, firmament and water below. Um, yeah, that, that there is, there is, you know, the frequency of the water, that something happened way back in the day. I mean, there's so much evidence to it, you know, physical evidence on the planet of a great flood. Um, and it'd be worth researching with this knowledge, with the primary waters that you're speaking of. Um, and that's what I might do for the next time we have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys again. Well, I personally have a Pisces moon and I love the water. I love being, I, we, we have a place in Destin and, um, you know, water has always, I've always been afraid of the water until recently. And then like, now I'm just like, this is my year of water as well. Like, I'm just like all about it. And, you know, you mentioned the thing about, you know, only having a high school whatever and all, i'm just a terrible you know. can i just please tell you from my heart like that we've had a lot of people on the show i have never i don't know if i've ever spoken to someone so freaking intelligent um and just like you are brilliant and genius please do oh not, my ever, God. not ever, speak with eloquence you have so much information you have such a um a broad picture and the ability to bring in these dots that people haven't connected. Like I have chills all over my whole body, but um, Can you call my parents and tell me, tell them that please. Cause my I, parents are psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I am just saying, please like literally I, 
don't want to hear ever, ever you say, I only have what luck because you are a freaking shining, blazing genius. Thank you. Uh, so a hundred percent, we need to have you on a panel, a uh, regular guest. Like, I'm so glad we finally connected. I know Craig, thank you for Thanks, Craig. connecting us. And um, I know that we had somehow connected a little bit through Laura, like through Facebook. And then there's like the friend limit or whatever and stuff, but I had kind of seen some of your stuff and whatever. And, um, I'm just so glad that we had a conversation and now we have this and like, I, I love that this is the beginning of maybe a, a beautiful friendship and you guys watching. Yeah. Like go follow this chick. This girl is amazing. And just the purity of your heart too, because there's, you can be smart, but you can use it in a bad way. And you're using your gifts for, to bless others and to love people and to encourage people. And I can just hear it in your voice. Even as you spoke when on the phone, when I talked to you, I was like, this girl, you're a powerhouse, dude. Like you are, you're, you're a purity powerhouse and let it be the waters that you're speaking through in your body or whatever, call it whatever. But, um, I'm just really excited that we can. Waters are moving. <laughs> waters are moving. Thank uh, you guys so awesome. much. Awesome, awesome. Well, we love you. And uh, how, tell us how people can connect. Um, a lot of people are looking looking her up now. Great show. Lots of stuff. Got lots of great feedback. Um, yeah, that's so Bix Weir. Bix Weir is my. Um, I've worked with him for a couple of years now. You can find him on YouTube as well. Uh, my YouTube channel is just my name. It's Jenny Constantine, um, and I do have a Patreon that I started a few months ago, and that's been really cool because I get to do my weekly readings for my people. We talk about all of this stuff, um, and just recently I channeled a deck, a twenty-seven card deck, uh, to. Uh, sort of like from all of my subscribers, I channeled all of like through their names. This deck was the result and it's all of their strengths, their spiritual gifts, their proclivities, their, their abilities. And so we've been doing these uh, sort of weekly shows, like what's your spiritual gift type of show. And it's been really, it's been emotional for people because it's, there's nothing like having your, uh, yourself be confirmed or validated by somebody else that doesn't really know you, you know, to be seen by someone else, that mirror reflection again, I think it's worth its weight in silver and gold. Um, and that's why I think I've been sent here is to help people hone their own spiritual gifts and empower themselves and not outsource it anymore because there's no need for that. It's 2023, apparently. Maybe it's something else, but it's late in the game. So that's exactly what we use our channel for is I feel like my whole mission and call is to help people help you find your, my, my purpose is to help you find your purpose and, and like to excel at whatever that is. And so we're definitely on the same page. I know we were trying to get you this, this Sunday for a members meeting. Maybe we can get you on for sun, uh, for next, for July, possibly we can look Absolutely. at some and, um, because I think that would be really fun to explore too with your deck and I got to get your address. I'll have to send you my deck as well, but oh my God, um, yay. lots of great feedback. Well, you guys, thank you for watching today. Um, Craig, you want to give a shout out to your channel and all that stuff to you. And <coughs> well, oh my God, this, has been, this flew by. Yeah, I, it really did fly by. I mean, I've, 
I interviewed Paul Keith Davis this week, uh, something I felt like I really wanted to do, I should have done, and it was just amazing. Uh, I have set up a Rumble channel. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, it's there if people want to check it out and subscribe. Uh, you can go on my Facebook, Craig Martin Walker. Um, we spoke about some pretty deep stuff. Um, if you like shape-shifting and things like that. <laughs> um, and this is a, from a, a, a Christian preacher, um, you know, what I'm trying to do is I want to bridge the gap between, like like you said, Jenny, there's been a lot of harm done, particularly by religious folk, um, to, with spiritual people. Um, and I'm, I have a real heart just to bring people together because we're all talking about the same things. We're all wanting the same things here. And we're divided and conquered by belief, opinions, and things like that. So one thing I, I like to do is just bring people together and get along and, and realize we're all in this together so if people want to check out my channel i might do more with it who knows uh, but yeah that's where my heart's at anyway but yeah thank you anyway awesome well you guys go to swiftfire.org drstrong.com i do biofeedback i um have books and classes and teachings and all the previous shows if you want to go check out what we have there and um yeah i think that's about it but i'm um, really excited to have you back, Jenny, and I'll get on some dates here for next month and we'll see where this goes. But you guys have an amazing rest of your week and mucho blessings and love to all of you. And thank you for all the members that support us. And Jenny, you are a hero. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Love, massive love to you. And you guys all send good vibes to Jenny and her family and thank all you. the stuff and whatever she's doing. And, um, yeah. All right. We'll talk soon, guys. Thanks a lot Thanks for soon. your time. Bye. Bye.